Welcome here, everyone. Welcome to another bonus podcast. I'm sitting with four amazing women, very involved in women's ministry. And so it's my privilege today to be the MC. My name is Thalia. I'm one of the pastors here at Northview. I'm sitting with Sterling and Angie and Kathleen and Crystal, and I'm going to have them go around so that you hear their voices. Sterling, why don't we start with you? Hi, I'm Sterling. I work in women's ministry here. I'm Crystal's assistant, and I get to do other stuff as well, join in Bible studies. That's me. Great. Angie? I'm Angie. I uh, lead the Ladies' Precept Bible Study at Northview, and so get the privilege of teaching the Word week by week. Great. Kathleen? Hi. Um, I'm the women's ministry intern for this year. I get to follow Sterling and Crystal around and <laughs> have lots of fun. <laughs> For a couple more weeks. Yeah, yeah. A couple more weeks, that's it. And I'm Crystal, pastor of women here at Northview, and yeah, I like being on these podcasts. Yeah. They're fun. <laughs> we've had a lot of good chewy topics lately. Yes. So that's good. Keep them coming. So we've assembled these women's ministry knowledgeable women because we have a great topic today. We're going to talk about Christian women celebrityism. Mm. That's a word we've invented. Crystal has invented, and she's going to tell us <laughs> a little I? more about why she chose this one. <laughs> Celebrityism, that's kind of a new one. Okay. <laughs> um, well, there's a couple different things that will come up as we go through the, uh, the session, but I think one thing that's kind of been an ongoing joke here at Northview, a couple years ago, um, I came out, I was at a bookstore one morning, and I came in, and I started ranting about the fact that every book that it was authored by a Christian woman had, like, their face plastered over the front of it, and I was like, <laughs> why does every book have their face plastered? Why does everyone have to be a celebrity? And so Sterling and Adele, our intern at the time, took it upon themselves to make me into a celebrity, and so they kept making all these brochures with my face on the front of them, and <laughs> KTM Ministries, Crystal Taves Ministries, and then Greg later on added the I, so now KTM Ministries International. <laughs> and when Adele left, we gave her this special mug of this this one-of-a-kind KTM mug with this woman lifting up her hands in worship as a kind of atyp- you know, typical kind of women's ministry thing. So it's been kind of this ongoing joke kind of in women's ministry about, you know, how we make ourselves into celebrities. Mm-hmm. So that was just a story to start off with. But we're going to talk about it on a more kind of serious level of what it means when we put our, when we put our face on everything, um, when we want to be known uh, for our faith in a very public way. So. Yeah, because you and I are significantly middle-aged. So when we were young moms... <laughs> significantly? <laughs> no, well, our, our listeners don't know that we're in our mid-40s. And so when we were young moms, there were really only two uh, Christian women that were well-known. At that point, it was Kate Arthur and Beth Moore was just sort of starting out. Yeah. But since then, there have become many, many women who are well-known in the Christian world. It's the same in the music industry. When I was growing up, there were only two solo artists, Michael W. Smith and Amy Grant. And since then, we have thousands who have become well-known in the music Mm -hmm. industry. And so because of that, this is a really important important topic to talk about. So, Angie, how would we define... A Christian woman celebrity. Yeah, we have kind of worked this out and tried to define this over this last week, but it's what we've come up with. A Christian woman who has considerable influence beyond her local sphere, and so whether it's her her church or her local community, um, and largely because of her participation in media, so blogging, um, all sorts of social media, really someone popular in Christian culture. So who do we all know? Yeah. Who? These what are the are names that we terms. know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that we would be able to speak freely about, and everyone knows who they are. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of loosely how we've defined it, but I think it sums it up. Yeah. yeah. So we kind of talked about the fact that being a celebrity isn't necessarily a derogatory mm-hmm. or a positive term. It just means you're famous, basically. You're well-known. Yeah. Yeah. And then what we do with that, 
um, with that fame, I guess, is what we want to talk about a little today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, how that impacts our ministry and the people who follow us and that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. So we have before us a very long list of names of women that have become well-known. And we've divided it up so that it's um, of interest to you. And we're going to start with Angie. You have a few names. Can you tell us a little bit, first the name and a little bit who they are? Yeah, so I'm just going to talk about ladies that um, especially are are probably popular for their Bible study materials, things Mm -hmm. that they have written. They are Bible study leaders. Um, They've written books. And so uh, some of these names may be known to you and others may not. But just to be aware that these would be pretty popular ladies um, in uh, the Christian culture right now. So Priscilla Shearer, uh, who's a Bible teacher, speaker, and author. Um, Jen Welkin at the Village Church um, in Dallas is a Bible study teacher and author as well, Mm -hmm. and she writes uh, lots of great material. Joyce Meyer, a speaker and author. Kelly Minter. Um, she's a worship leader, writes Bible studies um, as a speaker. And Lisa Turkhurst, who runs Proverbs 31 Ministries, is an author um, and has been on various radio programs. Nancy Lee DeMoss um, runs the Revive Conferences, um, has her own radio program, and also has written many books. And then Shauna Nyquist is the last one on my list. She's an author and a blogger um, and speaker as well. Yeah. Okay, Sterling, you have a group. Yeah, most of these ones are known through blogging. Not only blogging, some of them are authors as well. So there's Jen Hatmaker. She's a pastor's wife, author, and speaker. She also has an HD TV show. Um, <laughs> she did. She did. She still does. Maybe yeah. not anymore. Yeah. Anne Voskamp, author of 1,000 Gifts, which was a New York Times bestseller. Trillia Newbell, blogger. Jenny Allen, she writes Bible studies. She's a blogger as well. Sarah Bessie, blogger and author of Jesus Feminist. Rachel Held Evans, she's a blogger as well and um, author of A Year of Biblical Womanhood. And a few other books. Just mm-hmm. saw a review on one of her latest books, yeah, the other day. And Crystal has a list now too. Yeah, just some others. Uh, Lauren Chandler, uh, she's the wife of Matt Chandler, who's in the Village Church in Texas and also, also a singer herself. Um, Angie Smith, her husband Todd, is from the band Sela and she writes a lot of women's Bibles, or Bible studies a lot for teenage girls actually. Mm. Um, and then there's others who do um, kind of bigger um, kind of social action kind of things, like Nancy Elkhorn. Uh, she runs Mercy Ministries, or um, uh, kind of homes for girls who have uh, eating disorders, that kind of thing. Uh, Lisa Bevere is also well-known as a um, ministry with her husband, John, yeah. uh, called Messengers International. So she does a lot of international speaking and stuff. And what about some well-known conferences for women? Yeah, it'll be interesting to hear from listeners if these are well-known, but these are the advertising that comes across my desk in terms of big international ones. Yeah. Uh, so there's the one called the Pink Conference. Um, there's the IF Gathering. I think last year was the first year they had that one. Um, if you want to look these up on the internet, feel free. Uh, Revive Conference has been going on for years. That's the one that Nancy Lee DeMoss runs. And then the Gospel Coalition Women's Conference, um, they've had two of those. So it's just been... Uh, 2012 to 2014 but those are larger like not just a, a local church conference it's like a larger people fly in and mm-hmm. and participate in it um, so they have a significant kind of crowd at those what about well-known blogs particularly for women yeah um, there's the one called she reads truth uh, I've looked at that one lately and it actually looks really mm-hmm. good it has scripture references every day it's an app on your phone mm-hmm. you get a scripture reference every day and then a little kind of devotional mm-hmm. that goes along with mm-hmm. that and they go through different books of the Bible. Right now, I think they're going through the Old Testament in chunks. Um, Hermeneutics is part of the Christianity Today blog. Um, 
and yeah that has a lot of just different interesting perspectives on women mm-hmm. ministry and stuff especially okay now outside of the u.s and canada what are some women that are known internationally who are some women? Like, yeah, you should these say. are the ones that came to my mind. There might be others that come to other people's minds, but the Christine Kane is one. She runs the A21 campaign, which is an anti-trafficking um, campaign in Europe, mostly. Uh, she's been on lots of the big like global leadership summits, You know, some of the big international leadership events, speaking mm-hmm. about her ministry. Um, Bobby Houston um, in Hills, the Hillsong Church in Australia, Hillsong Bible School, they have a huge color conference every year that are in Australia. Mm-hmm. So she's very well-known kind of in that southern mm-hmm. hemisphere. And then Charlotte Gamble is another one uh, from the UK who seems to be kind of making it on this, this teaching circuit. Like if you look at the different conferences and who the teachers are, it's very much the same people kind mm-hmm. of at all the different conferences. And so Charlotte's one name that comes up as well mm-hmm. in that. Yeah. The main point of this podcast today is we really want to grow our own discernment mm-hmm. and grow the discernment among the women that we shepherd here at Northview. We want to look at what is taught, and we also want to look at how it's lived out. And Angie had a story about how this impacted you. Maybe you could share that to our listeners. And I would say it was probably a pretty defining moment uh, two or three years ago and really formative and in terms of starting to sort through this stuff. And it also gave me a great burden um, for myself and what I was taking in, but then also for the ladies uh, in our body. And so I had been fully... Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, everything, (laughs) and was loving it, was loving following a bunch of ladies that I had been reading their books and doing their Bible studies. Um, And one of them had posted a picture um, that was of uh, four men, and she uh, tagged it with eye candy, hashtag crush. And so this is a married woman. and, hmm. and a leader. And, and a leader. Someone with influence. Yeah, like, and yeah. someone with influence. And within minutes, I just saw all, all the likes happening. And then at least 100 ladies um, with comments like, thank goodness you speak your mind and you say what's on all of our hearts. And just making references to how oh. gorgeous these men were. And um, oh. just really uh, lustful responses. Yeah. And I looked at it and I mm. thought, man, am I, am I just so prudish or am I so like, and so I checked it with one of my friends. I said, can you just check this and check me on this? I, this concerns me, this saddens yeah. me. Yeah. Um, and she looked at it and was just as um, affected as, uh, by it as I was. Yeah. Um, and then I just sorted through the next couple of weeks what I do with this. And I actually wrote her a letter mm. as a woman who had great influence on me and who I loved hearing from and learning from. Um, and I just said, as a sister in Christ, like, how do we use our platform and how do yeah. we use this responsibly? Mm-hmm. Um, because there are, are far, there are struggling ladies who saw your comment as freedom yes. um, to express really ungodly responses. Yeah. Um, and I had a response from her quickly. And her response was, thank you. Thank you for doing it gently. Everyone knows it was a joke. Mm-hmm. And, and I came away from it and I thought, what? How do I respond to this? What yeah. is my involvement? Um, and then seeing, too, lots of ladies who've been studying the Bible for years, and one person can say something that mm-hmm. is popular and influential, and in a moment all the knowledge and all the study can be lost. Because yeah. they somehow feel that if this person 
says it, then whatever I've been thinking all the way along might, must be wrong, yes. right? Because they have this following, they have this influence. They right. must know better than I do. Yeah. Yeah so, and we, s- yeah. so it just left me with a real burden. How do we as women in the church, how do we follow well? Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we discern well? And then how do we respond as sisters um, when we're seeing uh, things maybe not done well? Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I know it's also a burden for you because you have a large group of women yeah. under your leadership, mm-hmm. under precepts. And so you have to consider how are you leading the group of women that you have. And it's the same for Crystal. You have women that you're leading here. And Sterling and Kathleen, you're walking alongside uh, Crystal. And there are women that you are teaching, training, raising up as leaders. How do we use our influence, even on this podcast? Yeah. How do we speak? Yeah, and how much room is there for personal freedom to be expressed in blogs or writing or social media of any kind? Mm -hmm. Yeah. How do we how do we guard the gospel in the midst of being real people? Yeah. So So we're gonna talk about that in more detail as we go on, but that's just to give you a taste of the point of this podcast. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between Christian women leaders and Christian women celebrities, because there were names that were not mentioned earlier that are well-known as leaders, for a few of them like Kathleen Nielsen, Nancy Guthrie, Paige Brenton, Benton Brown, Mary Cassian. These are well-known leaders, but we wouldn't necessarily call them celebrities. Maybe we would. Can you unpack that a little bit, Crystal? Yeah, and I think feel free to jump in, um, Sterling or Angie or Kathleen. Because um, we're still trying to wrestle through this a little bit to try and figure mm-hmm. that out. I see there's a lot of people who have been kind of discerned by other people as having influence. So someone like Kathleen Nielsen, she was an English prof in her school, um, had significant impact in her church, um, then was discerned to be part of the Gospel Coalition Board, kind of through a process of other people kind of discerning gifting and leadership ability and brought into a position of influence, but not kind of by her own self-promotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas there's others who would be feeling, and maybe legitimately, that they have God's given them a call or a vision to do something, but they're kind of going at it on their own initiative. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so I would say that, in my mind, is a little bit more of kind of that celebrity, that celebrity style where, rather than a leadership style in the sense that you're self-promoting. What I would add to that is that the women we've mentioned, Kathleen Nielsen, Nancy Guthrie, uh, Paige Benton Brown, they tend to see themselves often operating as a team Mm -hmm. with a group of other Mm -hmm. leaders. They are not on their own celebrities. And they're within an organization, operating within an organization. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not a solo. No. So they have accountability and they have a leadership Mm -hmm. structure that they're operating under. Yeah. So they have a lot of influence, but it's a little different feeling in my mind. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so what are some of the positive aspects of seeing more Christian women celebrities? Well, the thing I've appreciated about a lot of these people, as you read their bios and stuff, is that there's a lot of women who are taking Bible studies seriously, and they're going to mm-hmm. Bible school or going to seminary or involved in you know serious study, and um, they're becoming competent Bible instructors, and that's great. Like I think mm-hmm. a generation ago, that wouldn't have been seen as as acceptable yeah. for women to be in those leadership roles. Yes. So I like that mm-hmm. that there's women who are taking it seriously and are able to mentor and then grow other women's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the gospel is being proclaimed by many of these platforms and many of these ladies. And so um, we, are, we are getting solid Bible study materials, um, and the influence can be really great. Yeah. In the counseling and care area, mm-hmm. what I love seeing is people like Nancy Guthrie, who's solid biblically, and she's using her own personal life experience yeah. of grief and she's helping women to navigate this really tough area mm-hmm. in a very biblically God-honoring way. Mm-hmm. So you can do topical well, and she is doing that well and yeah. using her life for that. 
I love seeing it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There also just seems to be an increased urgency to study God's word. Yeah. And that is a really, I love seeing that. Um, so that would be a real positive. Mm -hmm. yeah. I would add too that it's helping change the face of theology being something that's considered a men's Thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, women True. can study theology. Women can go to seminary. Women can totally understand and learn yeah. these things. Yeah. Okay, so we have some positives, and maybe we'll pop some of those more out as we think about that a bit. But we have also a number of negatives for having this Christian women celebrityism kind of idea. Yeah, um, we can start relying on the experts experts to tell us what to think and what to believe and yeah. we can I've already mentioned it but we can really start to doubt the time that we've put in studying and learning mm -hmm. um, because someone else has a different opinion or a different thought mm -hmm. on it we can also really um, we can say oh I did this K. Arthur study or this Beth Moore or this Kelly Minter one instead of saying you know I just studied the book of Philippians <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just finished Deuteronomy yeah and it was so good and this is what I learned and I think that would be the heart of these women that are writing it yes too. Mm -hmm. they would want you to proclaim on the Bible. what you learned yeah. and focus on the Bible instead of um, instead of the author yeah. who wrote it yeah yeah, that's, yeah. True. that's true but our tendency seems to be to, mm -hmm. to glom onto certain authors and to right. talk about them rather than the yeah. actual study. And they have so. been influential on yes. us. And yeah. so I think yeah. it's good to recognize that. Um, but we can really start to put our faith and trust in one's uh, teaching and interpretation rather yeah. than the Lord leading us through and teaching us. I follow Paul. I follow yeah. Paul. Exactly. <laughs> yes, <that's right>. yeah. <laughs> Same kind of idea. Yeah. 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 So that discernment piece that we'd be hoping is that people learn to study the Bible for themselves, right? That yes. even if they are studying from, say, pre-made studies, yeah. maybe do a variety of them from a variety of different authors and then do some that's yourself yeah. and learn the tools to study yeah. yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just secondly, I think we want to be sure that our brains are always on. Yeah. <laughs> you don't just hear someone that says, oh, they're a Christian author, they're a Christian speaker, and then just take everything they say as gospel truth. Yeah. Because or they're sold at the Christian bookstore, so yeah. then I can rely on it. Yeah. Oh. Please don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, the variety of what people, some people call Christian is, can be a really big swath. Yeah. Yeah. So be discerning in that. Mm -hmm. um, also... We can see Instagram pictures and blog posts, mm -hmm. and these women are beautiful, and yeah. their homes seem perfect, yeah. and their families look incredible. And we can just start down that comparison road. Oh, they have they're 600 so young ladies. and attractive, yeah. and yeah. the yeah. hair is just beautiful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they have 600 ladies attending their Bible study. Yeah. And so we can just get into this place of, well, I'm leading three women. It doesn't really seem... Um, good enough. So yeah. just this culture of comparison um, and our identity in Christ is central. Yeah. So again, reminding each other and helping each other discern. Um, I, I'm not to compare myself to no. these ladies. God has given me a work to do and an identity in him. Um, and so to guard our minds in that way. Yeah. And maybe even being willing to not be up on the popular culture of Christian uh, celebrities if you stop following an Instagram because you are always tempted to compare. Yeah, like, and that it's is okay what, to be out of the loop and say, I, yeah. I just can't follow this person right now. And that's yeah. what I had to do after that yeah. experience. I really withdrew from just watching others, and mm -hmm. it really has guarded my mind mm -hmm. in that way too. Yeah. Mm. Um, when I, as a women's pastor, I want to figure out how to motivate people to do things. 
Um, but I'm always leery about saying, well, do follow in this person's footsteps or follow in that person's footsteps. I want people to feel like they're called into some kind of ministry, whether it's working on the streets in Vancouver or serving at Northview or whatever, because of what the gospel has done in their hearts and in their lives. Um, so I think if we're focusing on celebrities, uh, we're trying to tell people to emulate somebody else rather than just say, you know, what's God doing in your life? What gifts mm-hmm. has he given you? Mm-hmm. Um, what strengths has he given? What passion has he laid on your heart? And then go do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, one of the things that weighs heavy on me um, would be either a tone of mocking or rebellion. Mm-hmm. And so that would be always be... Um, some of the negative that we can see come out of just the freedom that we have in social media. Um, so you're hearing this come through like blogs yeah. and books and things like that? Yeah, at times. And so that would be a red flag, not to necessarily write someone off, but to say, I need to walk this road and see what the teaching is like. Carefully, and see if cautiously. This, yeah. Yeah. Or do you see them rebelling against um, or mocking? You know, church culture or the way yeah. church ladies' ministry used to look. Yeah. Um, yeah, or even uh, different views that people would have. Like, I just think we have to be really careful with each other in the body. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. We've I've gone to some women's ministry events that were very different than what we would host here, and part of me smiles at how different they are, and the part of me says, "Wow!" But they are honestly following God in exactly the best way they know how and this is how they feel they should minister and who am I to judge right and make fun of that and so I think we want to all honor people that have gone before us or that are ministering in our same time but in different ways Mm -hmm. yeah sometimes they're reaching the culture of their church with that kind of ministry yeah Yeah. it might be different than the culture of Northview but Mm -hmm. yeah they're blessing others through it so Sterling has a passion the next (laughs) one (laughs) let's hear from Sterling well one aspect of of this is the hyper feminine graphics and advertising that we see. It's very popular right now. Lots of floral wreaths and <laughs> which is funny yeah. coming from you yes. because you're a very feminine. I love that person. style. Yes. I love and I happen to really love good graphics and good design and that kind of thing is important to me. So why is this um, your pet peeve then? The, the problem with this is that graphics that are too much in a certain trend or following certain trends that appeal to younger people can become exclusive Mm -hmm. to people who don't relate to Mm -hmm. that, to women who don't feel like a hyper-feminine person who, or maybe older women, and they just don't like that style. And I think we need to be discerning in how we identify a good ministry. Are we saying it's good because of these beautiful graphics or because they teach the Bible? And that has to be what's most important Mm -hmm. to us. And, um, yeah, it just can't be the main point. <laughs> so beautiful graphics along with yeah, a solid Bible study. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> but they're not everything, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people, and I, I know this is from me too, you have a strong desire to be relevant, to be heard, um, and then sometimes that can make you not want to say the hard things. Yeah. Um, you really want to keep your number of followers or whatever on Facebook or on blogs or whatever. And so you kind of say things that might be um, not the whole truth or just skirt over things. And so we have to really realize that Christianity is offensive to people if we honestly speak it as it is. Mm-hmm. When Jesus spoke in the Gospels, he divided people that loved him and people mm-hmm. that didn't. Um, and so we need to realize as Christian we- leaders and women that our responsibility is to be true to what he says, not to pander to the 
people who are following us, right? Yeah. And not to be worried about, um, yeah, staying up at the top mm-hmm. of the charts. So I think that's a real temptation, I think, if you are in that role of a celebrity yeah, uh, to kind of cut off the hard edges of the gospel. And I would add to that in uh, the area of there's often a heavy social justice or peace at all costs, yeah. which can lower the impact of the gospel in terms of they want to do the social justice part as a primary and let's leave the Bible study till a little bit later, cut off the edges. Well, let's so not worry if we disagree with these people theologically that still yes. serve, but then at the, mean, at the same time, then what are you saying about your beliefs and your faith? Mm-hmm. Is there no room for healthy disagreement and discussion? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> Good theological study is often downplayed. Yeah. Yeah, in favor of serving. Which is good. We need to do both. And especially women. We have soft hearts for people a lot of times, and we don't like the doctrinal camps that have been set up in the past. Yeah. But we don't want to downplay some important things either. Yeah. And then I think growing kind of out of the fact that here at Northview, I'm so accountable for everything. I get a little bit afraid with celebrities that are kind of self-proclaimed or kind of on their own or independent. Yes. Like, I know... This podcast is a public thing, but if I say anything out of line, <laughs> I'm going to be called to account, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we were actually asked to do this by our by our lead pastor, Jeff, to make this podcast. And so I feel like I've been kind of asked to do something, and I'm going to be, my feet are going to be held to the fire as to what I produce on it. Yes. Whereas I think if you're independent and completely alone, the chances, it's, it's, it's scary for you and for your mm-hmm. listeners, right? Because you don't have that accountability structure mm-hmm. around you, of people yeah. that are holding you to be faithful for what you're saying. Yeah. And so I would just, it makes me nervous yeah. um, for them and for their listeners. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if you feel that you are called to that kind of a ministry, make sure you have a discerning group of people mm. around you that are going to w- be willing to speak into it and give you hard words of advice if you're yeah. going off the rails. Because mm. I think it's a protection for yourself too. Yes. To know that people are, yeah, keeping you accountable. Yeah. Okay, so we've looked at a number of problems. And what are the solutions what would be some of our ways of equipping and supporting women? Crystal, let's start with you. Well, when we went to our first Gospel Coalition conference, which was two years ago, it was a big conference and there was big names at it. But I, what I loved, um, and Thalia too, and I think others that were there, right away at the very outset, they said, this is a, this is a conference for women, but it's not about women, yeah. it's about God. Mm-hmm. And the whole conference was not about women's issues, it wasn't about women's this, this, this. It was just about let's study the Word of God together oh, and let's have highly qualified Bible teachers studying yes. the Word of God mm-hmm. who are women. And it was like this breath of fresh air, like, okay, we don't need to be always so navel-gazing, focusing on the fact of our gender, <laughs> yeah. let's just be women together studying God's Word. Yeah. And so that's what I would love us to be as women leaders. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, be discerning. This mm-hmm. would be... Uh, This is huge. And I think Matthew 7 actually gives us a good way to walk this through. These these women are teaching. Mm -hmm. So whether it's just a blog or whether it is a book or uh, teaching at a conference, they are teaching in everything they say. And so we are given the challenge to judge false teachers from true teachers. Yes. So sometimes that takes a long time to walk out. We Mm -hmm. don't always see a false statement. And the truth is we have all false taught at a time. And by God's grace, we've grown in knowledge and in truth. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we have to be careful with this one. But Matthew 7 tells us, first judge yourself. So what is it in you? Are we judgmental of this person? Are we um, hypercritical? But then we start sifting through what they are writing and what they are teaching, and we have to see if it lines up with God's word. 
Um, if it seems to be lining up, we also are called to judge fruit, and that is so hard mm-hmm. with celebrities when to they're do. Far away, we they don't get yeah. an, an inside to their life and how they live, but we can see undertones of um, things in their writing or how they're presenting things, and we are um, called not to write people off to give people room to grow, but also to be really careful in who we're listening to. And Matthew 7 just tells us, you know what? The fruit will show over time. And so the teaching is going to prove true or false. The fruit is going to prove the true teaching of the teacher. Um, And then I also think a huge one for me in in watching and listening to these women, who are they proclaiming? Are they boasting in themselves and in the work that they're doing? Or are they boasting in Christ? Are they boasting in the hardship that they uh, have in presenting the gospel? Is everything they are teaching us um, showing us who Jesus is and showing us the hope of the gospel? Mm -hmm. And so we need to be discerning what we're reading, what they are teaching, and then if we can... Um, how they are living, and just being really careful with that one. There's a piece I'd add to that, too, mm. is that I see that a lot of women want to give gifts to other women. Yeah. So they will go to the Christian bookstore, and they will buy a book, a study, um, mm. a, something by a woman author. Mm-hmm. But they may <clears throat> not really know much about that author, except that they like the title of the book, or they heard that it's good from mm-hmm. someone else. And I would say, please don't do that. Yeah. Please know who you are buying before you buy it, yeah, before you recommend it, before yeah. you give it as a gift. Yeah. yeah. And I would say just, um, and I'm happy to talk more with anybody about these, but, I mean, two of the names that we did mention, uh, Sarah Bessie and Rachel Held Evans, and Joyce Meyer, actually, I do have concerns about some of the things they teach. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I think, you know, they have a lot of great heart for God, and a lot of the things they write I would also, you know, agree with with parts of it but there's definitely concerns about some of the theological mm-hmm. things I've come across so I would just encourage you to be discerning and if you want to talk more with mm-hmm. me on that one I'd be happy to to do that my dream but this is very ambitious <laughs> but that instead of having so many celebrities that there would be women in every church yeah. that would be leading other women because mm-hmm. and that's where the rubber hits the road that's where I know as a woman mm-hmm. leader I have to be living my life in integrity as I pick up my kids from school and as I am at yeah. the hockey rink and I, because I'm running into women from my church all the time that are going to check me. Yes. And so that would be my dream. They're that every th- church would have yeah. its women leaders in its own church that so they're real flesh and blood. They're yes. walking through real life mm-hmm. with women. Because they see us when we're not even aware of it. Yeah. There are people who see me at Starbucks or see me here or there and they know what I'm doing with my family and how I'm speaking. Mm-hmm. And it's surprising to me but that happens, and we want that God to show through our lives in order to influence them. Yeah. yeah. I think we need to model gracious interaction with people of all ages and both genders in the church. Um, we don't want to be women of a specific demographic with a cause. So, yeah, instead of criticizing, like for young women, instead of criticizing older women for the way they used to do things or what they like let's seek them out let's encourage them let's let's love one another and build up the body that's what's important and let's work together with men let's not have them as Mm -hmm. the enemy or you know that we have to trump them or be more have a bigger voice let's work together for the good of the church Mm -hmm. and celebrate the truth that is being blogged and written and spoken about yeah and the bible studies that are being developed Mm -hmm. um with always a discerning eye Mm -hmm. and mind And I would say that if you are not sure as a listener who is a solid name, 
then I would say contact Crystal. That's part of her job. She's paid to sift through authors and speakers and bloggers. It's a lot of work. And she gets Sterling and Kathleen to help her. And Angie's now doing a lot of that too. And so ask them. Because sometimes it is too much work. Maybe you're too busy or you just don't know. Then ask them. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Crystal, would you close us in prayer? Sure. I will. Lord, we thank you um, that there are people all over your this world that you are calling into ministry. Lord, we thank you that um, you are working everywhere, not just in Abbotsford, um, but you're working in Florida and in Texas and in Alberta and in Toronto, and you're calling people into your work. Lord, we pray that the women who are called by you would be affirmed within their churches um, to be great leaders of the people underneath them. We pray that there would be more and more women who'd be trained uh, to be competent leaders and teachers Mm -hmm. of your word, Lord. And we just pray that churches would be open to having women in those roles. And Lord, I pray for the people who are um, famous at this point, who are some of these celebrities. Lord, I pray that you would guard their hearts, that you would guard their minds, that you would continue to lead them into truth, um, that as they speak words um, in public and as they are criticized or chastised, that you would help them to find um, all of their identity in you, that they would go back to you for their own uh, growth and their own um, correction. And that they would be people who would be committed to being in line with your word and in line with your teaching. And I pray, Lord, that you would just flourish uh, the words that are from you and that your word would go forth with power, uh, that many people would be impacted um, with the gospel message and that none of us would stand in the way of that. So we pray these things in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Have a great week.